Hello and welcome to Sisters Who Stan, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories and shows that made us and explores the questions they've left us asking. I'm Emma. And I'm Bridie. Buckle in as we prepare to celebrate the weird and wonderful world of fandom. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm very good, thank you. Happy birthday eve, Bridie. Last day of being 29, how does it feel? Uh, Last day of being 28. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa, now. Um, I might have lost a year. I mean, we haven't lost a year, but still. Don't sorry. More than necessary, please. Last day of being 28. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. What are your plans for the birthday tomorrow? Um, have some birthday buns, drink a gimlet, all nice. those kinds of things. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. You are one of the unfortunate people who's birthday fell into two lockdowns over here in the uk aren't you yeah the sweet spot we call it here <laughs> yeah um yeah because that lovely you... slice of time mm-hmm. yeah because last year it was we were two days into lockdown weren't we like first yeah. ever ever <laughs> lockdown yeah i know bizarre bizarre but here we are again it's a year on i'm a year older and i'm still in lockdown <laughs> yeah uh, how we God. laughed are you Looking forward to diving into the Marvel universe today? I am, yeah. It's actually a universe I'm not like, I don't know every corner of it. I've watched a few things which I've really enjoyed, uh, which we'll go into, I guess. Yeah. But I'm quite excited by it because I feel like there's loads for me to explore, which is fun. Mm. Oh yeah, it's very meaty. Mm. I'm kind of imagining that like, you know, in the way I'm sometimes jealous of people who haven't seen Lord of the Rings because they mm. have such a wonderful experience ahead of them. Oh, I expect yeah. some people feel like that hearing me say I haven't experienced much of the MCU. Yeah, absolutely. Well, today, listeners, we're going to be talking about the God of Thunder, Thor, and his adopted brother, God of Mischief, Loki. And we're going to be asking the question, are Loki and Thor the realist sibling duo on screen? Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to be laying out the entire narrative beforehand. Uh, That would take up the whole episode. So if you're unfamiliar with these guys and would like to know more, feel free to read up online, um, go and enjoy the comics or the latest films. But what inspired us to look at this brotherly relationship, Bridie? Well, I guess we were looking at some of the worlds we haven't dipped into. And we were talking a little bit about the MCU recently because I've been watching WandaVision and getting very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then the last time I was down, we watched Ragnarok, which is obviously very focused on them and their sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess like their siblings, we're siblings. It was only a matter of time before we made the connection, I guess. Yeah, we wanted to do an episode on siblings in general. Um, also my for you page on tiktok is pretty much just loki content at the minute you're a big fan of tom hiddleston and a big fan of loki as a character yeah and i think one of the other reasons we wanted to talk about them is because i said to you recently oh you know because everyone fancies loki you weren't sure about that (laughs) no i wasn't i'm not i actually totally out of character as somebody who basically fancies almost everything um (laughs) cartoon human (laughs) object Mm -hmm. um but loki i didn't like he's kind of charming in ragnarok and everything but i was obviously like thor is so sexy (laughs) like he's got this long blonde hair and these incredibly massive arms that he could cradle me in and Mm -hmm. i feel like loki is a bit 
slippery and I'm not sure that I fancy that quality. Um, but he is a great character, like, and, and having done a bit more research for this episode, yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to see the attraction more. Mm, yeah. Um, well, yeah. so Thor and Loki, unlike us, uh, they are step siblings because Loki mm. is adopted. Yeah. And they don't know that for quite a lot of their life. Like Loki doesn't know he's adopted. He thinks that Thor is his biological brother. Yeah. And in their younger years, they're pretty close. Uh, I think they, well, I think they grow up quite close. Although Loki is, you know, always trying to undermine Thor. Uh, obviously, he is a god of mischief. Mm, which I love. I think that's very cool as a title. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, pretty much in every Marvel film that they're in, it follows the same pattern. Uh, Loki and Thor establish their bond. Loki betrays Thor. And then Loki redeems himself. And that seems to be the kind of running... Well, we can't get enough of those redemption arcs. It's like, mm, no, I don't want Loki on the good side. I want him somewhere in between. Mm. Um, it does make him a good character. And I read there was this article and they were just showing like everyone's response to Loki. Mm, people love him. All of the reviews about the Thor movies were just basically like, Loki is the best character, more Loki. Yeah, I agree. People love that arc. Yeah, we do. As you said, with Ragnarok, I mean, I am a big Loki stan. Um, but I think the playfulness of their relationship really kind of jumped up a notch. Um, what was the amazing director called? He did some of Mando. Oh, Taika Waititi. Ah, uh, yes. Oh my God, I love him. I didn't know he directed those. Well, he directed Ragnarok. Which is one of the reasons Probably I think why it's so funny. Yeah, because the other films I had enjoyed, but they weren't as funny as Thor Ragnarok. And the Jeff Goldblum cameo is just, oh, mwah. Anywhere. <laughs> it can go down anywhere. Go down a storm. I tell you, I saw him at Glastonbury. Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. No. His jazz, yeah. No. He's oh, the best. Wait, he was performing? Yeah, he's got, he's got like a jazz band. Oh my God, I thought you meant like he was in the crowd. Just out and about. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. Which no. I can I, totally see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. He was fabulous. Mm, uh, but I'd forgotten that Taika directed those. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. So putting aside the fact that Loki and Thor are mythical for a minute. <laughs> Irrelevant. Where do you think their relationship is true to life and where is it not? So obviously in their world, the stakes are very high. Our relationship would probably be different if one of us was heir to a throne. <laughs> And yeah. then if one of us found out halfway through our lives that we were adopted, mm. um, maybe there's a Harry and William comparison. <gasps> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry is the rogue runaway who we all love. <laughs> William is just, you know, the one next in line. He's not even next in line. Everybody forgets. We're going to have to go through years of Charles before we even get to the William years. <laughs> Um, do you think Charles I don't I feel like he would just give it up now though maybe he won't you wait so you wait your whole life <laughs> he's waited king. this long he's waited god this long. I don't have Charles as our king well Josh I O'Connor actually... betrayed him in a very attractive way on the crown I have Josh O'Connor as king <laughs> <laughs> yeah I um I've just realized I actually don't like the idea of having a king at all no <laughs> for the reason ages before we have a queen because mm. it'll be charles william and then is charlotte their first kid oh, no george george is oh my first. god george 
We're not going to have oh. a queen again in our lifetime when Elizabeth no. goes, are we? No. I mean, unless the, you know, the monarchy is overthrown before then. Well, unless. After recent events, who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll get back to you on that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, them having a throne between them definitely changes their dynamic. Mm. I think that in some ways that the tension is quite real to life. Like there's usually an element of tension when siblings are depicted and one's heir to the throne. Mm. I mean, I guess it's just a bit awkward. Well, I think some people would argue that there's a uh, throne in every sibling relationship, which is the parents' uh, approval and affection. Oh, hello, metaphor. You're welcome. Uh, So if we were going to look at this as a metaphorical throne, uh, I think that's where the sibling rivalry can sort of really come into play. Um, It's interesting because whilst I was researching this episode, I was reading a lot about sibling rivalry and it feels like there's two views on the area. Mm. So some people see it as like an inevitable and harmless component to like sharing your parents and like some see it as a result of like an underlying issue or problem. It can kick in so young though. Yeah. I sort of feel like in the early days, surely it's a little bit inevitable because when you're dealing with a child who has been the center of their parents' universe. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you have this little imposter come along. And Who, it's what like, are you getting at? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, you know, mother, you're taking longer to boil my milk than you used to because you seem to be, your attention seems to be diverted elsewhere. <laughs> what kind of rosemary's baby drinks boiling milk, Emma? <laughs> what is it? You know. Warm, warm my milk up. Yeah, yeah, warm the milk up. Where's my bath? Where exactly. are my bubbles? Exactly. A friend was telling me how um, when her sister was born, she kind of went along with it for a few days and then was like, well, this has been great. Um, when, when's she going to be leaving? Also, when my partner found out his baby brother was a bit of a forever situation, he just tried to slide him under the sofa. <laughs> See, I, I don't think that's an unreasonable response from a two-year-old. <laughs> When you were born, uh, mum and dad gave me a rocking horse uh, as a gift from you. To ease your sorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah, sweeten the deal. It's quite a good idea, really. It's just straight up bribery. Yeah. Although, like, to be honest, I actually don't remember feeling... I mean, probably on some level I must have felt a bit pow, but I, like, I have no recollection of that. You were very young. You were like two mm. and a half. I think they regress a little bit, but mm. yeah, you don't remember feeling usurped. Yeah, no, no feelings of usurpation. Um, well, not to my memory. But I think mm. one thing that siblings do all share are like very specific games, like that they've made up themselves. Mm. So one of my favorite parts about Loki and Thor's relationship is when they do the get help game. <laughs> yeah, you, they have like the shared experiences and shared language that's really like just joyful to hear them talking in. Yeah, and it seems really real as well because I think siblings often have games that only you two understand definitely like that was very aggressive definitely sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think it seems really real because it's something that all siblings have I think you know games that only you two quite understand we try to think of examples of games we used to play to talk about but they're all so it's, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to explain. <laughs> um, I, we would like 
there was particular characters, weren't there, that we would play? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's almost we, like when someone tells you a dream. It's someone like, tells you, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, that is exactly what it is. There's, there's just like trying to, to be there. Dream. Man. You had to be there. You had to be there. <laughs> um, but as well as the pranks, so games oh, and pranks. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts of Ragnarok uh, is when Thor is talking to the Hulk about Loki mm. and he's saying, oh, he's tried to kill me too many times. When we were younger, he knows I like snakes and he turned into a snake and I went to pick him up and he was like, blur, I'm a snake. And then he stabbed me. (laughs) (laughs) And Loki's sitting there and he does this little smile to himself. Like, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, we played some horrible tricks on each other. I think you Mm. did way more horrible tricks to me though. I would argue that you gave as good as you got. Um, but I've made a note of some I remembered where I do seem to be the perpetrator. Oh no, I don't want to go back. Well, I thought I'd bring up the pepper. Uh, I encouraged you to sniff some pepper. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I actually feel really bad about that. You do not. You think it was a genius. (laughs) Emma like just cracked loads of pepper onto a tissue and was like, "Mm, this smells delicious. (laughs) You should give it a good whiff, Bridie. And so I did. And obviously it was like... (laughs) Yeah, I she I found her in the bathroom stuffing wet toilet paper up her nose <laughs> to get rid of the spicy spice smell. <laughs> I so apologise again about that. Why would I sniff something you told me to sniff? You think I would have thought twice about it? <laughs> Maybe a little part of me wanted to do it because I knew something dreadful was going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, and we there was a we found a contract in the. Sh- when we're clearing out the shed. <laughs> My mum was a solicitor when we were growing up, so this is a very solicitor thing to do. But she wrote a contract up for us and made us sign it where it said, um, Oh, uh, my part of the deal was I will not force Bridie to do things anymore. Because as the older sibling, it's very much, Could you go and get this for me? And my husband will attest, I actually haven't grown out of this very much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, Can you um, go do this, go do that? I suppose I was a little bit bossy. Um, a little bit a little bit bossy and bridie's side of the agreement was i won't bite (laughs) i will not bite emma (laughs) i won't bite emma anymore we both signed it so who said i don't probably work yeah well i don't know i'm not sure um so i responded with violence (laughs) yeah yeah it's understandable yeah so i got a mischief i'm the god of thunder (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so oh, yeah so those tricks are definitely um and like i mean like obviously you might have been about to say this but like obviously where it crosses the line is the actually trying to kill each other that's mm, like if it crossed that line <laughs> we didn't know and that's i think positive <laughs> mm, yeah um because i think their relationship to be fair given all that happens between them it's kind of clear how like when he stabs him when he's a snake like and all of that i feel like that's all relatively playful because it sounds as though like they're gods and they probably wouldn't have died from such a kind of thing yeah but later in their life when he like basically does kill thor <laughs> that's that's less uh it's less relatable yeah less relatable <laughs> their relationship does get a little bit too toxic a little bit heated i love the scene sorry this is similarly going back to that i think the thing that's so relatable is the like pettiness which i really appreciate in a relation like a relationship <laughs> sibling relationship mm-hmm. like when they go into that room and loki's tied up and thor just throws something at his head <laughs> yeah 
yeah the casual the casual yeah. physical violence <laughs> oh, <yeah>. like... <laughs> it's true we did have physical fights and i remember getting like i have quite a strong scalp so like mm. if we pulled each other's hair my hair can actually manage a fair bit <laughs> and you've got more sensitive scalp so i also I had always... eczema on my scalp when i was young <laughs> for quite a while so yeah <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing at that. It's not funny. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. You had more sensitive scalp. I had a tougher scalp. And mm. so with the hair pulling contests, I felt like even though you might have been bigger than me because you were older than me. No, you're scrappy. You gave as good as you got. Like I was really scrappy. I'd bite your ankles if that was all I had yeah. access to. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you little little spitfire. And that's the thing, I think, like... When you're the older sibling, everyone expects you to take the higher ground. But, you know, when you're very young and there's two years between you, that doesn't always feel fair. <laughs> no. And even with our younger brother, who is like 10 years younger than us, yeah. there have been times when mum has been like, Bridie, who, who's the adult? Who's the older mm-hmm. sibling? Because yeah. we've been getting into some sort of fight when we were younger. And I, I was like 16 and he was like <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... I think it's Dylan Moran who says in one of his sets, oh, when you sit at the dinner table with your family, they've all got the, like the code to your nuclear button. Mm, yeah. They could press that at any moment. <laughs> Thanks for a very tense dinner. Mm-hmm. We all know where each other's weak spots are. <laughs> I realize we're making our family sound absolutely crackers. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not that bad at all. We don't, we, don't, we don't sit around the table playing mind games, I promise. No, just, you know. <laughs> occasionally devolves into a mind game of some description but not usually um i found a bustle article called loki and thor are actually very relatable siblings it's by sabina bauman and it says the brothers should be the poster gods for sibling relationships their complex layered interactions with each other perfectly mirror real life sibling problems the stakes are higher but the emotions are the same after all being someone's brother or sister is hard work Sometimes your sibling can be your best friend in the world, and other times they rat you out to your parents for no apparent reason at all. Such are the mysterious ways of siblinghood. <laughs> oh my Just, God. The sound of, I'm going to tell mom. No, no. <laughs> I'm just it up quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Also, like, I'm allowed to have fights with you and Jim, but no one mm. else is allowed to say a bad word about you, which I think is quite a sibling thing. Oh yeah, definitely. When Thor takes Loki from the rest of the Avengers, it's kind of like, I'm allowed to tell him what's what and lay down the law, but no one else is allowed to do that. Like, I can tell our younger brother off. If I saw someone else doing it, I would be like, and they weren't family, I would literally be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, back off. Yeah. I think it's kind of the same with your parents as well, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, maybe we can all discuss where they may be missing the mark now and again. But if anyone else has a bad word about your parents, Mm, yeah, not okay. Mm -hmm. There are quite a few iconic siblings in the MCU. Oh, yeah. We were talking earlier about T'Challa and Shuri from Black Panther, who yeah. are less like physically tempestuous, mm-hmm. but then it's kind of slightly different dynamic because he was always going to be the Black Panther. I don't think that was something she was pursuing, and she's just mm. this like genius mastermind. Yeah. Um, but they're still very playful and play tricks on each other. Like when she gets him to kick the suit and it throws him backwards and she's filming it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I was trying to think about other siblings um, in other universes. So, Stranger Things, there's Will and Jonathan, Nancy and Mike, Mm -hmm. 
Erica and Lucas, uh, and Billy and Max. Oh my God. Yeah, Stranger Things is full of siblings. It is, isn't it? And actually, it's made by two brothers. So maybe there's something in that. That, yeah, definitely. I love Lucas and Erica. Like, I like the bit when the mum is taking photos of him dressed up as a character from the Ghostbusters. Mm. And uh, Erica's just like, loser. (laughs) She's such a great character, isn't she? Oh my God. Will and Jonathan's relationship is almost too pure sometimes, I think. Mm. But then he is missing, presumed dead. Yeah. I think that probably changes it. Yeah, they're kind of brought together through that. I was thinking about Wanda and Pietro Maximoff. Like, they've kind of got a tender relationship in some moments. And I think there's definitely something about the early trauma that they went through together that Mm. binds them in in just a kind of different way. Mm, Yeah, but maybe not. Um, Do you know who are some siblings from the fantasy world who are really like Loki and Thor? Who? Peter and Edmund from Narnia. Because Edmund (gasps) betrays Peter. Oh, yeah. For some Turkish delight. Mm. And Peter's like the man of the family because the father's at war or something. Yeah. He's, you know, got the blonde hair and Edmund has brown hair. Mm. I feel like maybe brown hair is assigned evil more often. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Although actually, having said that, Daenerys, Spike, Malfoy. Mm, There are some pretty evil blondes out there. I take it back immediately. (laughs) And speaking of Game of Thrones, like, like loads of siblings in there you've got all the starks i mean let's not get into the lannisters because that's a fucking mess <laughs> that is a big mess not relatable but also like how with their love children how mm. did they create two quite sweet children in tom and, and um Mars? Yeah. i can't remember what the girl's called and then joffrey who is like <laughs> the most horrific person in the whole world yeah god knows who do you think your favourite, like, other than Loki and Thor, who are your favourite sibling depictions? Mm. Well, you've mentioned the Weasleys before. Mm-hmm. And I think, obviously, they're good, but I almost feel like there's so many of them that their interrelational dynamics aren't that detailed. Mm. Like, they're a pack, but they don't seem that connected individually. Yeah. I think Thor and Loki are really up there for me. Yeah. I also like the contrast of how like Thor's a bit of an optimist and Loki's maybe a bit more pessimist. Mm. Yeah, Loki feels like chaos and Thor is order. Mm. Yeah, and I do, I find it interesting how different siblings can be who have grown up together like with essentially the same parents. And I know like biologically Loki and Thor are different, but like you you do get siblings who have very similar genetic makeup and similar upbringings i guess theoretically yeah it's always interesting to me when i meet siblings who are like so different because with you and me i think we are different in some ways but we're most we're more similar than not i think like in terms of our values and our interests we're pretty much made from the same cloth aren't we Mm, yeah though i guess people have very different experiences out in the world which Mm. shapes who they are too also like parents change so they might have had different experiences at home as well yeah oh yeah i mean loki and thor both experienced odin completely differently Mm. yeah i heard um so there's a person who writes a lot about how your personality is really shaped by and i don't know how true this is but they were saying it's really shaped by which gender you're assigned or which gender you identify with and 
where you are in the lineup of siblings. So if right. you're the oldest boy or the oldest girl or the middle child or the baby of the family, that all has a massive impact on your personality. Mm, yeah, I could see that. And that's why I have a theory. Like, I think younger siblings, when they go out into the world and find a romantic partner, that partner is often the eldest sibling in their own family. Mm, yeah. Someone's more bossy. And I don't know, I think there'd be too much of a power grab with two older siblings. I mean, yeah. they'd be a very organized couple. And actually, <laughs> I, I live with two people who are in a couple and older siblings. Um, so it's not true across the board, obviously. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, although with me and my other half, uh, I am the oldest and he's the youngest. Mm. Same, same as me and Ben. Although, I mean, I'm technically the middle child. Yeah, but I never think of you as middle child because you, you did grow up the youngest until you were 10. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's my theory. I've, I've known a few couples who are like that. Well, that's an interesting theory. Uh, we should look into it. Going back to our favourite fictional siblings, I think Anna and Elsa are probably the best mm. sister duo in all the fictional world that there is. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, they can be slightly tempestuous. Um, mm. And actually, I have a comparison between Anna and Elsa and Loki and Thor. Go on. Pray, do tell. Well, it's to do with the romantic relationships in these series. Um, mm. And I've heard other people say it as well, that in the first two Thor films, I would say there's more compassion between Loki and Thor than there is between, like, Jane and Thor, so Natalie Portman's character. I think it's also unfortunate that there wasn't much chemistry going on there between <laughs> between Jane and Thor, which is strange. But You've been you... given the easiest job in the world. Yeah. But can you act chemistry? It's a good question. Yeah. Do you think you can? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can't, but I think you can. I think I'm thinking about Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen who play Wanda and Vision. And they have such chemistry. Even though his character is technically like a kind of robot. Mm. Um, they're so great together. But yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, anyway, in Thor and Frozen, uh, the key relationship of the film is like between the siblings rather than their love interests. Mm. Yeah, that, well, that's really cool. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. What do you think about, because there's not much relationship to their sister, Hela, mm. and that, that kind of felt a bit random. Yeah, I think that character sort of came out of nowhere. She looks a lot like Loki, which is weird. Yeah, she does. And even Kate Blanchett acknowledged that in one of her interviews, but there's no, there's no reason for it. Like, she's not a forest giant's daughter. I think they just went, okay, your character's a bit evil. We'll go with black and green for clothes for you. <laughs> and that, that's what happened. Yeah, well, what did they expect? Because she's got black hair as well. Yeah. There are more colours than red and gold and black and green, but there you go. No, there's not, Bridie. <laughs> I feel like green is always associated with a particular, like, Slytherin and, you know, because it's jealousy. It's quite a loaded colour. Oh, yeah. I think green definitely gets a bad rep. <laughs> One part of their relationship that I think people would argue is, is realistic is when Odin uh, sort of plays favourites with them. Mm, yeah. And having watched The Crown quite recently, uh, there's that episode called The Favourite. And I thought it was really interesting where Thatcher's saying, of course I have a favourite. Mm. Um, 
and like obviously as children we don't want to know if that's true or not <laughs> but you can kind of imagine like yeah parents might do mightn't they? they i mean possibly i i heard um i can't remember where i heard this from and it is total nonsense but i heard that you know the dad's favorite is the youngest daughter and the mum's favorite is the eldest son yes that would leave me with nada (laughs) it's not true i mean it could well be i mean it's a little bit true (laughs) no it's not true at all but i think it probably differs like you you know you probably have different connections to different children because of whatever experiences you've gone through together Mm. you know like your first is your first one and it's all new or um i think it's nice how the mum is really close to loki because she recognizes in him a bit of like Odin is this big patriarchal power who's calling all the shots, but she has this like intelligence and magic that she shares with Loki and it's a bit less overtly dominant, but really powerful. Yeah. So maybe she sees in him that he's different to Thor and she likes that about him. Mm. And Odin's just kind of like, here is my healthy strapping blonde haired boy who is my heir. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I think like certainly speaking to different friends, people often say, oh, I'm the black sheep of the family, or I'm Mm. this, I'm that. And I think parents unintentionally, I mean, probably some intentionally, but say things like, oh, she's the clever one, or he's the this one, or... Friday's the legend. Mm. (laughs) Friday's (laughs) the legend. But I think maybe that's partly where sibling rivalry can come from. Basically, Mm. it's all Odin's fault is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. That's where you were rounding up to. Well, I didn't Mm. realise. I, Yeah, I mean... I talked about this the other day, but I didn't realize until a conversation with you and mum that I was perceived as hot-headed. <laughs> I never thought I was a hot-headed person. Well, I wouldn't say you're like super hot-headed. Well, that's what you guys said. I think it's just, you know, you're an Aries bridey, Aries fire sign. You've got that fire in your mm-hmm. belly, you know, it's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. But also like who's the hot-headed one can change a bit. So I was definitely more hot-headed as a teenager. Oh yeah, you've cooled right off. Mm -hmm. Got it out of my system. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think Thor and Loki's rivalry really comes from Odin's favouritism. Did you know that Tom Hiddleston auditioned for Thor? Have you seen his Thor audition? No, did he? Mm. Can you send it to me? He auditioned for Thor. (laughs) Yeah, hold on, I'll, uh, I'll send you the video. Amazing. Okay, right, I'm WhatsApping it to you now. Okay. You chose this. For <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. That is great. I I really enjoyed that. I didn't know he auditioned for Thor. Mm. Yeah, there's also some very funny clips of him on Graham Norton where he's being interviewed with Kenneth Branagh, uh, who directed the first Thor film. Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Not the he didn't direct the good ones. <laughs> no. But yeah, Graham puts a uh, topless picture of Chris Hemsworth up on screen and is like, so uh, Ken, why did you choose him over Tom? (laughs) (laughs) I love Graham Norton. I love him. His career is just fascinating. Like him in Father Ted to his own talk show. He's just so great. Yeah. Um, I tell you what as well, the more interviews you watch with Tom Hiddleston, the more you are going to fall in love with him and Loki Mm. because... He can just laugh at himself, which I just is, I think is the most attractive quality. Definitely. Also, I haven't watched The Night Manager and you said that's a big part of fancying him. Oh, baby. The Night Manager, 
yeah, you need to go on that because woof, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> um, another part of the Graham Norton interview, uh, Tom Hiddleston's talking about this terrible West End review that he got. Oh no, was it horrible? Yeah, it was bad. And um, Graham's like, and what did the review say? And uh, it, apparently the review, the critic wrote, uh, Tom Hiddleston has about as much masculinity as Graham Norton. <gasps> Which I completely disagree with, but they're both laughing <sighs> about that. That's a bitchy thing to write, isn't it? That's horrible. What a mean thing to say. So unnecessary. Unnecessary. But again, love to see them laughing at that. So, rounding back to the question, Bridie, are Thor mm. and Loki the realest sibling duo on screen? I think they're pretty real, but maybe not the realest. Like on a real scale. Mm. Like, um, obviously, I think like the killing, attempted murder thing does like push them back mm. down. The murder, the throne, and the universe in general. It's a different vibe to what we have here on Earth, but it is incredibly mm. relatable. We love to see it. Mm. It's not the realist, but we love it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think the best thing about having a sibling is, Bridie? <laughs> oh, the laughs. <laughs> um, the mind games and tricks. Mm. are just such a small price to pay for all the good times. I like to think so. <laughs> also, having someone who understands your family and your parents and like cares for them in the same way that you do is just invaluable. Definitely. Like siblings are people you can talk to your family about and they'll understand on a level that like some people just won't. Mm, Yeah. And, and, you know, mum always said that as your parents get older as well, that kind of connection is just always invaluable. So what you're saying is that I'm invaluable to you. In theory, yes. (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) Thank you so much to everyone for listening today. Yeah, I think we should revisit this when the Loki series comes out. Mm -hmm. Although I have to say, I think if you're a big Marvel Loki Thor fan, you wouldn't have actually like (laughs) taken a huge amount from this episode. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you're interested in sibling dynamics, then you might, you know, take something away. Well, who's to say what the next episode will I think this is a great episode. I think people will love it. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. Um, Yeah. If you did enjoy it, please feel free to pop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Get in touch with us on our socials. We're Sisters Who Stan on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, we'll chat to you next week. See you next Tuesday. Oh my God, it is, isn't it? We're on Tuesdays now. (laughs) see you next tuesday guys see you next tuesday